Nyan said this is Pastor Tanyola, affectionately known as Pastor Tan. It has been a lot that is going on in this world, amen, but I'm so grateful. I am so thankful for God still being on the throne. As the children are able to go and go back to school or preparing to go back to school, please make sure that you, as a parent, pray over them. Give them the wisdom of Solomon. Ask God to be able to give them the wisdom of Solomon and also be able to prepare their hearts and minds because some of the teachers need to be able to be the way that God needs for them to be. See, since we've been functioning school and the church or prayer in school and God has not been accepted in school. So, so many things have been going on and so many things have been going wrong and they're asking what, why this and that. Well, you have not been able to keep God in the school, God in the government where he belongs everywhere that we look as United States, we should have God everywhere. Do you understand? He's the foundation for our whole entire existence besides Israel. And I'm going to say this besides Israel, we are the only ones that have the covenant with God. And as you can see from the white house down to all the different States, all 50 have had problems because we have not been able to sustain that covenant with God to sustain how we are supposed to live. I don't care what kind of political party, but if you are not doing what God says do, oh, y'all don't hear me though. There is becoming so much so situations in our government, in our nation, that we can't turn away from it. We can't sit here and legally and, you know, as a, you know, as a human being, sit here and say, this is becoming so over cumbersome, so much whole hopelessness, so much just the fact that people don't have empathy or sympathy anymore. Like there is no compassion. And I'm seeing that more and more. And I'm starting to see a whole lot more chaos coming. Because we are not able to have, yes, you can be angry and there is nothing wrong, but sin not. And we'll get into all of that. But I wanted to go because God touched me this morning to get up and I prayed and I was looking at it and I said, the righteous anger of God. Oh my God. When, when God gave it to me, it it resonates in me and it resonates. It should resonate in you. See, there is a difference between just anger and righteous anger. And there is like a, like a, like a, it's, it's also called, it's also called a righteous indignation. That's what it's called. And that's what, you know, the things of this world have given it a proper term. But the righteous anger of God is so appropriate. And we have different facets of ourselves. God does also. And I want to dive in it. And he gave me Nahum. 
Now, I know we've been in the book of Nahum before, but the book of Nahum is talking about Nineveh, talking about the destruction and talking about why is it like this? And I see the symmetry or the likeness of, I see the righteous indignation when you're talking about the city, when you're talking about how all of these different facets are going on encompassing not just the capital, but also just the way that people are living. And it, 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 it gives me so many different scenarios of how we're living today. It's saying Nahum for our nation, for the way that everything is going. Please understand God is not mocked. Whatever so a man does, he shall reap. And when we get into Nahum, I'm going to be jumping around. So please get your pen or, you know, some paper or your journal or what have you. Because to me, this is some things we need to know as in the body of Christ that we have to be able to understand. God has so many facets of him, but the rising indignation of our nation is coming to terms with everything that we've done. And there are going to be times where different nations will exist and some will go away. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. And I heard a, a prophet is say this and I, and I've heard it. Like I went back and I, and I know that sometimes God brings things up into our feet or into our, 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 um, our space. And when, when I was just going through Facebook, it came up and when it came up, I'm here to tell you, it's like, they, you know, it's like, when God sits there and it, it it clicks, it comes back into my purview. And I'm like, wait a minute, hold up, God. And you have to understand God is sitting here and adjusting and letting you know what's going on in the atmosphere and the earth. And I don't know about you, but we need to be prayerful. We need to be mindful of what God is saying. So. I'm telling you from me, the righteous anger of God is huge. And if we're not doing what God says do, we're going to fall prey to the enemy's devices. And also to let us know to get out of the things that we're doing, to get out of the sin we're doing. And I had to repent. I had to sit there and go before God and talk to God and tell him, I'm sorry. Because I was getting caught up in a pattern of just going through the motion instead of praying, instead of fasting, instead of, you know, seeking his face as I should and starting to get back into what my communication with God should be. And I'm like, you know, I get so busy that sometimes I forget. And as a human being, I had to sit there and I had to apologize because my relationship with God is more important than anything else I got. 
Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Man, man, pastor, man, prophetess, you are becoming. Look, I'm telling you from my experience, we lack as human beings. We, we lack so much. We have to sit there and honestly say, I am a sinful person. And yet and still, we need God every day. We need to pretty much, I'm talking about figuratively, the old things we used to do. We need to kill that. We need to start realizing what we're putting into our bodies, what what we're feeding our minds and our souls. We need to recognize that God is before us and we should seek him on a daily basis. That's the first thing we should seek. That's the, and I'm saying this as, let me be able to say this in clear communication. We should seek him first. He is not a thing. He is not an item. We need to prioritize our lives towards him more now than anything else. We need to prioritize. And well, pastor, you know, we no. I understand we get busy, but when you don't have any communication with God, as you should, that's a part of you that's lacking. There's a part of you when you don't read your word. There's a part of you that when you spend more time in a TV than in your Bible, something's wrong that you need to be able to sit there and say, wait a minute. Um, I don't, I no, I don't feel right. Let me go back to what God has already said in my life. Let me go back. And so many people don't do that. So many people get caught up in a routine until God sits there and asks them, wait a minute, I miss my time with you. I I miss the times when we were sitting up and just reading the word of God. I miss my time of where even if it's just five minutes, even when you have children, make that time for God. Even when you have work, make that time for God. Even when you don't feel as though you have that time, still make that time. You make time for everybody else and your health and everything else, but you need to make time for God. So I had to sit there and I had to sit there and I repented. I said, I'm sorry, I can't get comfortable in not talking to God. I can't, that's something I don't want to get used to. Y'all don't hear me though. See, some people can live like that, but I can't live like that because he's a part of me and I'm a part of him. He's, he's my whole entire being. He's the one that helped me out when no one else was there. When I didn't have anybody else to talk to, he was there. When nobody else would sit there and spend time with me and know who I am, he was the one. So for me to turn my back or not speak to God, something's wrong with that. Something's wrong with you. And I'm sorry, but I don't know about your relationship, with, but my God's relationship with me has to be intimate. It has to be one, not just when I call him on my days when I don't feel right, but I want to celebrate with him when I have those days when I don't, when I'm on my top of my heel. There's a difference between sitting there and saying, you know what? I'm not going to contact God today when you have all this time in the world. Take, make time. Cut out some of the things you TV. Cut out. Just cut out. Some of the things we're doing, we need to cut it out. We need to get back to God. 
And I'm telling you, you do you see how how much more corruption, how much more chaos, how how much more I anger and just frustration and how much indignation people are doing now. We need to be rooted and grounded in God's word. And I'm sorry, but it ain't going to be no feel good. Well, you know what, Pastor? No, because guess what? We need to go back to God in the way that he's been teaching us. Because everybody, everybody is not having the mindset anymore to do what God says do. There has been a decline in how we are sitting here and thinking how God is. I'm talking about God, Elohim, El Shaddai, the God of the Bible. When I talk about the the huge one, the one, the only one, the main one, there's so many demigods, so many Elohims, but the only one true Elohim, the only one true God, the one in the Bible, the one that we know for, for, for what all we have for the breath that we have, the life that we have. He's the main one that we need to be talking about. And we need to be sitting here. There is no Buddha, no Muhammad, no no nothing that compares to who God is. This is why Christianity has been getting hit now. So much so because we believing we're coming into what we say, which is Christ-like, which is his son. We have to put on the whole full armor of God. Now, well, Pastor, no, you got to understand, this is critical. We are in a life and death situation now. Do you understand? And I thank you, Holy Spirit. Do you understand that when a person is about to flatline, you you hear that boop, 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 and then that's a flatline. When you don't hear any heartbeat anymore. When you don't hear that bloop that comes up to let the person know that your heart is beating or let the doctors and physicians know you're beating. But when you have that flat line where there is no more heart, they want, they'll, they'll try to do resuscitation. They'll sit there and they'll, they'll, you know, uh, get the, to shock you. They'll get all of that. But at the end of the day, when they can't resuscitate you, When they can't bring you back, do you understand you have two places to go? And we ain't going to sit there and just neglect that. I can't do that. I I really can't sit there and tell you that you're going to go to heaven or, you know, you're going to go to hell. But you need to make sure you know where you're going to end up your whole entire by the time that you get out of this body. It's just like a cocoon. When you get out of this body, where is your soul going to be for eternity? Oh, y'all don't hear me, though. It's either heaven or hell. Well, Pat, no, no, no. There is no in between. That's all of that is heaven or hell. That, that's it. There is nothing else in between. So we need to make sure we do what God says do. We need to make sure, not be, not just to fear him, but have a reverence for him. Understand that God is trying to be able to bring you prosperity, health, love. He's trying to restructure you from all the mess that you had to go through as a child. 
from all the things that you had to endure as a young adult, for all the things that you had to go through through a bad marriage or 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 a relationship with someone else that you trusted and then broke you apart. God's trying to put you back together. Let him. Let him put you back together. Well, man, pastor, it's not about me. I'm not here for me. I'm here not just for me. I'm here for my family. I'm here because I know that God put words in my mouth as a prophetess and I got to speak it out. Because when God sits there and he gives it to me, he chastised me first and I got to digest that. And then I got to give it out to you. Y'all don't understand. It's like for me, every time that I'm doing these podcasts, I'm birthing out a whole lot more that God has placed on me. And that levels, levels, levels. But also I'm going deeper, deeper in depth into what God wants, not just reading the word but picking it apart so that I can understand it. You can understand it. So we both can be able to understand it and not get sidetracked. See, China has already sat there and said, you know what? Instead of us sitting out there and killing them in the physical, why won't we go ahead and alter what they're, he- what they're reading? They're trying to alter the Bible. And with that, that should have been an indication to how far the enemy has been able to come into the into our, into the camp ha, has been able to sit there and be that so much boldness now that that's righteous indignation that's that's hard for me to realize and understand you're going to touch something that my god gave me in order for the instructions or in order for us to be able to understand before we get to heaven what we need to be living what we need to be doing, what we need to be concentrating on. But you want to touch this Bible that's been infallible for for so many years, been in our court and has, has been able to sit there and people wanted the original Bible to sell it. And it has been millions of dollars and the value of it is more than that. It's a living, breathing entity. That God has given us that we should not neglect. Now, spend time in it. it. Says, hide the word in your heart that you might not sin against God. Hide it. Because in a few, they're gonna sit there and they're gonna try to remove what we have, the establishment of what God has given us. And for my brothers and sisters in China, Pray for them because a lot of them have lost their lives over this word, over doing what God says do. And I pray for the United States of America that we as a nation, that we go back to God and that the ones, the ones that are the ones that know who God is in his intimate wisdom and his glory and have relationship with him. We go back and we stand up for all the things that we are not supposed to be doing, that we have righteous indignation towards our nation and call it out and stop being scared to call it out. And we need to stand up. Amen. 
Now, let's get into Nahum, the book of Nahum, third chapter. And I will be going in and out of it. So please make sure that you understand this is the King James Version. Woe to the bloody city. It is all full of lies and robbery. The prey departeth not. Y'all don't out from the gates. Woe to the bloody city. It is all full of lies and robbery. The prey departeth not. The noise of a whip and the noise of the rattling of the wheels and of the prancing horses and of the jumping chariots. Excuse me. The horsemen, third, third verse, lifted up both the bright sword and the glistening spear. And there is a multitude of slain, a great number of carcasses, and there is none end of their corpses. They stumble upon their corpses. Do you understand that at that time, Nineveh, which is the capital of Assyria, was doing so many different things. And at the same exact time, you see the symmetry. Bloody city, we have so many things going on that the underbelly of it all, God is exposing our nation and what the sins have been going on. So many people are taking children and doing unspeakable horrors to them. And do you understand the sound of freedom? And I have yet to be able to see the movie, but I want to be able to see it because do you understand so many times the innocence of children, we don't, we teach them what adults do, teach them. But do you understand if the enemy gets a hold to our children, do you understand that's the future of who God is? The innocence of a child is so angelic. All they know is just to know the truth. But once you take that, once you stop giving them the stability they need, you have nothing. And I'm telling you this from what I know is that we as a nation, we need to protect our children. We need to be able to tell them what's right and wrong. And also at the same time, raise them up to love on each other. Raise them up to love themselves. Raise them up to know who God is. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. This is not for the faint of heart. And I wish that people would stop sitting here. And do you understand I'm going to say this one more time. Bloody cities, that's so much tainted, so much whore, so, so much defilement that do you see the symmetry in this in between what Nahum is saying and also what the United States is doing? Do you understand that this president and I'm going to say it like I mean it, has set so much of a tone 
that we have so many different things that are coming in and entering in that lawlessness has entered in. Chaos is starting to enter in now where people have no symmetry, no empathy, no type of compassion towards each other anymore. We need to get back to what God is saying to his people and to our nation. Do you understand? When he said bloody city, that hit me hard. Woe to the bloody city. Do you understand that when God speaks, he's warning us every day that we should repent. And I haven't seen any repentance from our nation. Any repentance for what we're doing. We need to be able to go back to our first love, which is God. It is very important who we place over us, who goes between nations in order for us to be able to be seen and heard and know who we are. I'm going to say that one more time for the people in the back. It is important to understand who represents us, who knows how we are and what we are able to sit there and have our values placed into the government and into how our daily lives should be, ought to be. Now, I'm going to say this also, the noise of the whip and the noise of the rattling of the wheels. Do you understand that so much of that time we would see the whips coming out. We would see the noise of the rattling of the wheels because that was how they trans the transportation. But you're starting to see a whole lot of more symmetry with that is that we have so many different things and we, we have that churning. We, we, we've done industrial and we've been able to have that focus and that drive. But at the same time, we are going in a direction we should not be going. Oh, y'all don't hear me, though. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And the prancing of horses, the high and mightiness of it all. Like, we, we've come without anybody helping us. No, you've been going this far in our nation with God. Now we have turned a different way. And this is the result of what's going on. And you have, it says in the third verse, the horsemen lift up both the bright sword and the glistening spear. And there is a multitude of slain and a great number of carcasses, dead people, dead situations, dead environment. And there is none end of their corpses. They stumble upon their corpses. Do you understand that when someone is not of God. You are spiritually walking dead. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. You may have a pulse. Your heart is racing. Your heart is functioning, but there is no heart towards God. There is no, no, no type of way of leaning towards God. No compassion towards your fellow man. No, no be attitudes. No, no, no type of, how can I say this, Lord? No type of humanity the way that God would like for us to be. Oh, y'all don't hear me, though. 
They stumble upon their corpses. They are stumbling upon the dead. Do you understand that people are making contracts and doing things that are in the dark and it's going to be brought to the light? And people will accuse you of doing this or that. But then God brings and sheds a light on what they've been doing. Oh, y'all, yeah, do you, have you ever had someone to sit there? And I've had this person to do this to me that would honestly sit there and accuse me of some things going on. But I didn't even do that. But because the person had a guilty conscience and what they were doing, that's what came out to be. Let me say that one more time. And that's inflicting a whole lot of pain and a whole lot of suffering on a person and thinking that person did that. But honestly, they weren't. It was your conscience and your 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 conscience has been seared with a hot iron. Your your way of thinking because you think, oh, everybody else was doing it because I'm doing it. Oh, y'all don't hear me, though. Everybody is not doing it the way you do it. Well, pastor, you know, everybody is sinning. Yes, we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But also at the same exact time, because we've changed our way of life as a Christian, we should not pursue those things anymore. We should not want to be drinking the bottle anymore. We should not be sitting up there on purpose and fornicating and, and, and committing adultery and going out and doing all these different things and, you know, sleeping with a man and a man and a woman and a woman. We should not be doing those things. Let me say that one more time. for you. I don't care what nobody says. This is what's going on rampant. And now people have given an audience to that. And now we have been able to suffer as a, as a nation. And you don't see how Rome got suffered, how, how all of these different things have been able to suffer because they accepted all of this mess into their lives, all of this mess. And do you understand Rome was built, but what destroyed Rome was itself. All the different things like a man and a man is the highest love. And then the man and the woman. Do you understand that destroys a nation because that's going to what that's going against what God has already ordained. Oh, y'all don't hear me, though. Y'all don't hear me. Verse four, because of the multitude of the whoredoms of the well flavored whorlet. Ooh. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. Because of the multitude of the whoredoms of the well-favored whorlets, the mistresses of witchcraft, oh, y'all don't hear me though, that sail of nations through her whoredoms and families through her witchcraft. Do you understand that because the door has been opened, we have been able to have the enemy to come in to what we call our camp, which is the church. And we've had so many prostitutes, people coming in looking so, 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 so wild, so different. Women not being modest, men not being modest. Y'all not, I'm just bringing it all out today. I mean, God has just been speaking, so I'm just going to bring it out. All of these different things. Do you understand? Witchcraft, people are selling their families out. People are sitting up there and selling your family. My family can try to try to sell out all these different families because they can, because we have entered into that problem, 
enter into that situation, letting things come in, letting people come in that should not be in your home, letting letting women be able to be around you when you know you're not supposed to be around these people, letting men be around you that shouldn't be around you. Y'all don't hear me, though. Y'all don't hear me, though. See, that's the thing is that. God, yes, he gives us infinite wisdom. Yes, he gives us grace and mercy, but also at the same exact time. There is such a thing as modesty. There is such a thing as decorum. And that's what was separating us from the world. Do you understand that now in the church, in the United States, they are sitting up here and dressing like the world? Wait a minute, pastor. Well, you know, you're just judging by. No, what I'm telling you is that when you're coming into God and uh, hear me, there is a decorum. There is a, a different spirit on you when you coming into God, whether it is lust, where whether it is this and that. It's like clothes. OK, God, thank you, Holy Spirit. When your clothes are not adequate. Do you understand? You're not going to, when you become saved, you're not going to want to dress like that anymore. You're, when you when you are of God, the whole entire crystals and sorcery and all of these mediums and all of these Ouija boards. Now, I'm going to say it like I mean it. All this mess that is not of God, you're not going to conjuring all that stuff. You're not going to want to do that anymore. When you come into God, your mindset is going to be changed to the point where it's like, holy, holy, holy. I don't want to do anything else, but this is what's coming in right now. This is what's coming in. And do you understand? Now you understand to understand why God is so angry. Why, why his whole entire spectrum. Every time we hear something that's not of God, we should get angry because guess what? That's a righteous anger. That's a righteous indignation. You want to sit there and you want to touch the word of God. You want to sit there and you want to go to a different church and that's LGBTQ or what have you not. And you know, there's doing it. They're sitting up here and not doing what God says do, but yet and still you're going to sit there and go to this church and speak on this and say, wait a minute, this is, you know, uh, you know, I'm sorry. No, I'm not sorry. You're not speaking for me. God loves them, yes, but also at the same time, he's not going to tolerate the mess that they've been doing. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Yes, I don't care what nobody says. Because at the same time, do you understand God already established a man and a woman? Not a man and a man, not a woman and a woman. He, he established already what it is to be a man and a woman, and that's in holy matrimony. And I'm telling you right now, because of all these different whorelets, because of all these witches are coming, do you understand that the multitude of sin is so great? That because of the bloodshed of innocent children, because of the bloodshed of innocent, just the innocence of who God is in us. That so much so, everything else is coming out. We have immigration at an all-time high. We have things going on, people coming in illegally into the borders. We, we have so many, you know, tampering of the government, tampering of this and this. Well, it's always been corrupt. Do you understand that the corruption has become an all-time high? 
that we should not be able to sit there and just go silent. We should not be sitting here and just saying, oh, well, no, it ain't no, oh, well. We, we should be as a nation standing up for what God has said. And this is why so many witchcraft is going on, sorcery. So many people are turning away from God and going back to witchcraft, going back to what their ancestors are doing. Do you understand that it ain't even, it shouldn't be like that. That God is the main source that we should have. That we shouldn't have to go through a prostitute and all the, do you understand? We should be sold out for God and not opening up every other door to something else. But we're doing it. And that's why God is mad. That's why God has a righteous indignation or anger against us. And when we see that as Christians, as brothers and sisters in Christ, we should call it out. We shouldn't wait for anybody else to say something. We should sit there and honestly, if we have a platform, we should sit there and say, this is what God says. And we should go right with it. Not for our emotions, not on our status quo, but because God says so. We're supposed to be living his way, not the highway. There should be a standard and we should set it. Now, I'm going to say the mistresses of witchcraft that sell of nations through her whoredoms. Do you understand that because so many doors are opening and so much because of the sin that's opening up and because so many people are sitting up here and they're causing these things to happen. They're going back to a different, different God and doing all of these conjurings. And do you understand that this one was like, well, God knows I need to, I need to feed my family. This is all I know. No, that's not all you know. That's not all what you can do. You're making excuses and God told you not to. Do you understand that the king Saul sought out a medium, which is a witch. And she was a, a seer and going and conjuring up the prophet. And when Samuel came up, and I'm paraphrasing here, he was like, why are you disturbing me? And you know you shouldn't be doing this, Saul. Do you understand that woman had to run out? Because guess what? She knew she was wrong. And at the same exact time, do you understand that these things, we are dealing with heavenly things. We are, we are dealing with the spiritual. We're, we're just not just natural. We're spiritual beings. It says, God said that if it was what happens in heaven, that was what happens on earth. And vice versa. So when you starting to see a whole lot more witchcraft, a whole lot more of this and that, Satan, in our school, in our education, all this other stuff, you need to talk about it. You need to sit there and address it. Do you understand? We don't need to address this. We, 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 no. See, that's the thing. We address the wrong things and then we expect for God to sit there and bless our nation. You always sit there and, and I, it comes out of my mouth. We always sit there and say, God bless America. Why won't we sit there and say, you know what? Why won't we bless God? Why won't we sit there and we sit there and say, Lord, forgive us for all the mess we've been doing. 
Lord, go ahead and come back in. We we need you back in our, our lives. We need us back in the church. We need you back in our lives. We need you in the very essence of our being. We cannot live without you. But yet and still, you don't see what's going on. You don't, you don't want to see. That's the problem. You don't want to see what the nations has been doing. You don't want to see the political nastiness that we have been in, the mess that's been going on. Because guess what? You think it's just a person. No, it's a it's a spiritual being, which is Satan. And these people have locked in with them, have locked in with him and sit there, him and his demons. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. He has locked in with these demons and y'all thinking it's okay. When are you going to speak up? When are you going to sit there and say that is enough? Enough is enough. Let me take back my nation. Let me take back my school. Let me take back my block. Let me take back my children. Why won't you sit there? Well, why won't you sit there and start declaring what God has already spoken in the earth, which is that we should prosper as our soul prospers? Why won't you sit there and say, no, not today, not today anymore, Satan. This is what we need to do. Holy righteous indignation. But this is what's going on. Do you see the symmetry? Do do you see the the similar things of destruction that's going on in the book of Nahum as well as the United States? Y'all, I'm telling you, it hit me. Now I'm going to let you see how it hit me and, and how it's hitting you. Verse 5, behold, I am against thee, saith the Lord of hosts, and I will discover thy skirts. Upon thy face. Mm, my God. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Behold, I am against thee, saith the Lord of hosts, and I will discover thy skirts upon thy face, and I will show the nations thy nakedness, and the kingdoms thy shame. Mm. Do you understand? United States has become a laughing stock. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. We have become a laughing stock because people don't want to recognize and realize this is something that is very crucial and very, very, very delicate. Something that is critical for us. Like I said, it's a life and death situation. And once we stop feeling a pulse, once we stop seeing that the the beeps are coming up and we're about to flatline. Now y'all want to say, no, God is sitting there and saying, fight, do what you can in your community. Go up and say, this is not right. Do you understand that we as a nation should be setting the examples, not the government, but God should be in our lives, in our way of thought. Everything we have. Stop sitting there and going with the grain. We're supposed to go against the grain. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. We need to go against the grain, not with the grain. And I will say this also too. Do you understand that when he said, behold, I am against thee, saith the Lord of hosts, that's a whole lot within itself. We should be honestly sitting there and saying, Lord, 
we're in we're in trouble when he says he's against us do you understand that when i was reading for joshua and joshua when they didn't win the battle and joshua went back to god and said what happened i'm just paraphrasing and god said i'm against thee because you have sin in the camp do you understand that god had to have joshua to recognize what's going on and then joshua went and investigated and he had to sit there and he stoned the person that did it his whole entire family put the tent out also and everything that was in it and then sat there and stoned them and then burned them y'all don't y'all don't hear me the sin is so great in our nation that it stinks Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Y'all may not like this, but it's the truth. Now, I'm going to say it like I mean it. It stinks. It stinks to be able to sit there and with a straight face say, that's my president. I'm going to say it like I mean it. It stinks that when you start seeing different corruptions and everything else, one person can sit there and say, well, you know, I didn't do this, but then cover it up. But all the exposure is there, but they don't want to do nothing about it. Do you understand? It's coming time. It's coming due. What a man soweth, that's what they're going to reap. I'm believing God for that one. I'm believing God for so many more. And then at the same exact time, do you understand that when God says I'm against thee, that's, that's a lot. When God is your enemy and God is not with you, that's exposed. You are naked without God. He even said it. You're naked. I'm a, I will show the nations thy nakedness. What do you think what's going on right now? What, what do you think is going on? We are bare bone, knucklehead, naked out here. And that's figurative. Well, Pat, no, I'm telling you, we are bare bone, naked out here. And people are, you don't realize that you don't, you don't comprehend that. You don't have no, no clothing on, no, 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 nothing to cover your nakedness. We are out here bare bone, naked. Everything is being exposed. Every, all the lawlessness, the injustice, all of the different things that's going on in in our nation is exposed. And do you understand we're the laughing stock of everything? Man, no, that is not just deep, that's facts. Now we have to be sitting here. The church is so, so abhorrent with whores and, and witchcraft and prostitution and all this other mess going, coming into the church. And we becoming just like the world. Instead of you being the hospital, you are sitting up here and being the party house. You better, you better stand up and make a difference. You need to stand up in your community. You need to stand up. When they see you, they should see God, not the devil. Let me see it one more time for the people in the back. When people see you, they should see God, not the Satan co-hosts, not the one that's participating in his mess, not sitting up there and saying, oh, that's all right. No, they should see the fear of God in you. They should see the reverence of God in you. 
They should see a difference in you, especially when you know that God is still living and breathing, that God is still on the throne. There should be a difference between what God has given and what Satan is giving. And y'all, I don't see that. Help me to see that. Help me to know that there are still people that are saints of the most high and not just in China. Not just in places where the word of God is so scarce, but they're so abundant in loving God. And we, we have the freedom of our nation. And yet and still, we ain't doing what we supposed to be doing in God. Help me to help me to understand that. Help me to understand that. Help me to understand why is it that the United States of America is supposed to be free. But at the same is that time to worship. But now we're sitting up here and we're starting to see that it's not free. That it's not supposed to be able. You're supposed to be going to church, but yet and still you refuse to go and do what God says do. But yet and still you sitting up here doing whatever and you putting yourself in bondage. Wait a minute, past. What are you talking about? You still letting you accepting all this mess to come into your house and expecting God to bless you. Absolutely not. God forbid. You sitting up there with a boyfriend, girlfriend, you sitting up here sleeping, whatever, and you bringing stuff into the household. You sitting up here looking at porn and all this other stuff. And then you sit there and you expect God to bless you. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Man, Pastor. No, I'm going deeper because this is what God is telling me. Now, I'm going to tell you like I mean it. I had to sit there honestly and ask God for forgiveness every day. Because sometimes I would sit there and I would see people doing some shady stuff. I mean, really bad. And I said, Lord, I shake my head. I said, God. Now, I'm going to tell you like I mean it. Sometimes I really want to speak up and say, you know what? But then God says, stay quiet. I'm like, but God, you see, he says, stay quiet. And I said, God, but if I say something, he said, no, because some people have been turned over to reprobated minds. Oh, y'all don't hear me, though. Y'all don't, they, they don't care what they're doing wrong as long as it satisfies them. Oh, y'all, ooh, glory. God said, keep your composure. Keep, keep what you're doing. Because every time they see you, they're convicted. Oh, Jesus. My God, every time that you sit there and your presence is made known, do you understand God wants to set that standard? Who am I? I am only what God's servant. But do you understand I'm God's servant, but I speak volumes because when I come into the presence of God, I am pretty much representing him. I am his ambassador. You should be too. Now let's... But if you're going, if you're going against God and God already said, behold, I am against these, saith the Lord of hosts, y'all, y'all ain't got a chance. We don't have a chance if we are not going, if we're going against God. If God sits there and says, I'm against you. Take out the sin you've been doing. How do I do that? Repent. Don't go back. Give your life to God while you still have a chance. Mm, my God. 
Verse 6, and I will cast abominable filth upon thee and make thee vile and will set thee as a gazing stock. Do you understand? Oh, Jesus. I will cast abominable filth upon thee, which stinks. Abominable. Abominable is desecration. Man and a man, woman and a woman. In unholy matrimony. That's that's abominable. Having all of these different fantasies and, oh, I'm a cat, I'm a dog, I'm a this, I'm a that. And you sitting up here and you condoning it. You, you, you in your right mind and you have been way off. This is what's going on. Well, we got to debate if that's a woman. No, I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm a this. I'm a that. Oh, my God. No, I'm I'm a woman of God. I, I am a woman of God and I am a mother. And I am appalled to what the United States has been saying about what is a woman. I am so, so disrespected. I have given life to three beautiful children. And I have been through minstrels. I have been through... Uh, so many changes in my body in order for me to produce the life that God has been able to help me to do. And y'all sit here and you desecrate what God has already ordained as a woman, as a man, as a child. You are desecrating the foundation what God has already said. How dare you? How dare you? And I'm not going to go along with that. Something is wrong with you. You are smoking some serious crack cocaine. There is something mentally wrong with you. And then at the same exact time, you want to sit here and condone. No, I'm not condoning nothing. I am a woman of God. And I am a mother. And I know both. And at the same exact time, I don't care about the woman that sat there and became a judge just because when she answered the question, she didn't even know what a woman was, but she's one herself. How dare you? How very dare you? Because you want to get into that seat of power to sit there and desecrate what God has already ordained. How dare you? And you will have an account to that. Y'all better. Don't get me started. So many women before me, Esther, Deborah, all these different women have been able to go the distance that are women of God and went the distance. But y'all want to rewrite everything and and the world is entertaining this mess. I wish you would. No, God has exposed what's been going on change your vocabulary i say all the time i am a woman i am a mother i am who god says i am this is who i am and i'm not changing anything god didn't make any god didn't make any mistakes over here god made me who i am and i'm grateful and thankful for that let me say that one more time for the people in the back 
Oh, y'all ain't, y'all ain't gonna like this. And I, and honestly, this ain't about your feelings, but telling the truth, I am a woman. I am a mother. And if you're a man, I am a man. I am a man and God. And that's it. But here, this one, I am a woman. And that's who God gave me to be. He didn't make no mistakes when he made me. He was able to be true to his form. And that's what I love about God. Now, let's move on. Verse six, and I will cast abominable filth upon thee and make thee vile and will set thee as a gazing stock. Do you understand that when things are so bad that you just can't look away? You you say that, man, that, that don't look right. But you can't look away because it's in your preview. And then later on, you want to tell somebody else about it. Do you understand this is how the world is viewing the United States right now? We are pretty much going into mayhem, chaoticville, and yet and still, they ain't looking away. They're like, wait a minute, we, we don't want to be like you. We, we don't want that in our country. How, why is it that you're going to entertain this mess? Oh, y'all don't hear me, though. But yet and still, this is what's going on. A laughing stock. Jesus. Gazing stock. That nobody would want to look away. Verse 7. And it shall come to pass that all that look upon thee shall flee from thee and say, Nineveh is laid waste. Who will be mourn her? Jesus. Mm. Let me, let me, let me, let me, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back. Verse seven, and it shall come to pass that all that look upon thee shall flee thee and say, Nineveh is laid waste. Who will be mourn her? When shall I seek comfort thirst for her, for thee? I'm going I'm to I'm I'm read that one more time. I'm sorry. It, it hurts. And it shall come to pass that all that look upon thee shall flee from thee and say, Nineveh is laid waste. Who will be mourn her? When shall I seek comforters for thee? Do, do you understand that? We are in a critical moment, ladies and gentlemen, that all of these different things that's going on, do you understand? Nineveh laid waste. That means it was destitute. There, there is nothing there anymore. Do you understand the United States is in that symmetry? Do you understand a lot of people are leaving the United States and going to different countries to live because of how chaotic and abhorrent and it's getting, it's going to get worse. It has become. And when are we going to stop and realize why it's becoming like that? Why we have to sit there and realize that stop sitting up here and 
try to change the vocabulary and do all this other stuff, but realize and recognize a lot of the things that we have been able to get into is because of the sin is so great. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Stop sitting up here and making excuses and saying, well, you know, no, I'm telling you right now, that's the problem. People don't want to sit there and call it what it is. It's sin. Absolutely bona fide, drug out, nasty sin. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Drug out, bona fide sin. That's what's going on. That's what's been committed. That's why we need to go back to God. Romans, first chapter and the 27th verse. Let me go up to the 26th verse. For this cause, God gave them up into foul affections. For even their women did change the nature use, natural use into which is against nature. 27. And likewise, also the men leaving the natural state of the women burning in their lust one towards another. Men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meant. Man and a man, woman and a woman. That is not the way that God wanted us to be. This is what God is telling you. Repent. Do what God says do. Now, please understand that there is a difference between anger and justified anger. Do you understand that the righteous indignation towards mankind is because of the sin we have committed and we have not repented? And we have had a way out, which was the son, Jesus, and he was able to die on the cross for us. But yet and still, yet and still, people are sitting up here where God didn't say, nope, I just read it. Where God didn't say, nope, I just read it. Go back to Romans 1 and 27. All the sins that we have committed, it's in the Mosaic law. We have that in the Old Testament. We have the New Testament in Romans, in which Paul, which was Saul at the at before before he became Paul. He was a Roman citizen. Check it. He knew what the Romans were doing because of what he was in. He grew up in Rome. So he knew what was going on. He knew the higher love was a man and a man, and that was not acceptable into God's kingdom. He also knew that some of the things that they were doing in the entertainments and all these theaters and everything else, that was the highest was a man and a man. And God knew and he knew that was not acceptable. So he was teaching the people, this is not how you're supposed to live. Let me say that one more time for the people in back. Look, the whole entire existence of who God is, is that I'm not going on nobody's feelings. It's what the word of God has already expressed to us. Whether we like it or not, that's up to you. Whether you want to go ahead and live the life, that's up to you. But I'm telling you right now, you need to reject it because it's not going to be fruitful. It's not going to help you. It's not going to sustain to you. It's going to make you sick. And a lot of times, what people go through is because of the lifestyle they are living. And I've seen it. 
I had seen where a person that was so tainted with rage and anger and bitterness became bitter. That the, the person wasn't even happy anymore. That the person was just so hurt and so let it all fester. They just became bitter and you can't drink bitter milk. Let me say that one more time for the people that I had to analogy was just bitter milk. It, 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 it just, it's just nasty. You don't, you, you know, it's there. And once you found out that it expired, you don't want to drink it because of the taste in it. That's how God is trying to tell us to get rid of things. Don't hold the anger you have. Don't, don't let your anger, you know, don't let the sun go down on your anger. I had to learn that myself too. We have to be able to let some things go. And when we know it's of God and we know it's wrong, we need to call it out. Now, Ephesians 4, chapter 27 through the uh, 28th verse. And I take a pause, a little bit of pause, because so many people don't want to do what God says do. So many people want to sit here and say, well, you know, they should know the word of God. Look, we should be the example that we're supposed to be for the people, whether they are saved or not. We should be holding up the bloodstained banner, whether people realize it or not. We need to know who God is on today. Amen. For ourselves and what the word of God says, it should not change. I don't care who tries to put themselves into it. I don't care what kind of ideology. This is what God has given us so that we can get to heaven. Amen. Ephesians 27 chapter and the 28th verse. Neither give peace. Excuse me. Neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Leather, neither give place to the devil. That's the 27th verse. 28th verse, let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands and the things which is good that he may have to give to him that needeth. Let me say that one more time. We shouldn't be stealing. We, we shouldn't be, we should not be stealing. But we should be working with our hands. My grandparents, my grandfather always said that, you know, if you don't work, we don't eat. And that's in the word. And if you don't get out there and you want to be slowful, you want to be lazy and you want to be this and that. Mm -mm, we shouldn't be stealing. We, we shouldn't. We should not be doing these things, but yet and still. It's in our society now more than ever. Stealing has become exponential everywhere. Cops and, you know, judges are not even prosecuting people for stealing anymore. And it's a certain amount of money that I've, I've, I've learned and I've understood. But it's still not right. I've stolen before when I was little. And I had to go back, tell the person I apologize. And also I had to go back... And, 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 and give them the money. And if I didn't have the money, I had to go and go get a job to raise it. That's what my grandparents taught me. 
I had to learn that at an early age. And that's something that we all need to be able to learn and understand. Make a mistake, didn't know, understood. Go back and correct it. But now we're seeing so many more mistakes. And ain't no mistakes anymore. They're just downright evil now. Downright sin. And God is telling us that we should ultimately, and I'm going to have to do a part two because this is, this is a lot. And people don't realize that God has a right to be angry at us. And we should have that knowledge and wisdom and understanding that we need to get back to the basics, which was him and to the word and go back to the way that we used to be. And doing God's way is a whole lot better than what we are seeing right now. We have national disasters. We have all of these different things coming up. And you're starting to see more demons come out. You're starting to see more genus or demons coming out. You see more uh, natural disasters that are occurring. And why is that? Well, because of the sin that we have been able to occur and a cure. So now it's God's time and it's holy righteous indignation. He has every right to go against us. But we, we should have the unction to sit there and apply and say, forgiveness, be on our hands and our knees and say, Lord, please forgive us on a daily basis and heal our land. But until we get to that point, until churches start going back to the way that God has us to be, the hospital and not the party house, until God has all of the musicians and the pastors, preachers and prophetess and prophets and all these different people that are supposed to go in and help and not hurt the people, not, not give in to greed or, or malice or hatred. What, what, where are we going to go? And see, that's the thing is that we have to be led by God into everything. No, there's no perfect church, but also at the same as that time, let God lead you into the church where you're supposed to be. Let God anoint you and appoint you to where you need to go. Help. Let God be the God who you need for him to be in your life. And also at the same as that time, know that God is slow to wrath, slow to anger. And God has given us time. Now we need to. Start realizing that if we don't do it the way that God says, woe unto us. You already read it. You, you, you heard me read it. Go back and read it for yourself. Woe. Woe unto us. Woe. That means a strong indication. You need to immediately stop what you're doing. Understand there is more coming. When you hear a whoa, that's not a but. That's not a, that's an end and then some. And it's an alarm. It's a warning. It's, it's a signal. It is a burning hot flame to tell you do not touch. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. 
we're going to do the righteous anger of God, number two, on this one, part two. But until then, if you are of God, and if you're not of God, I'm telling you right now, please go with me to Romans 10, 9, and 10. And it says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Verse 11, for the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall be not be ashamed. Verse 12, for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Verse 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is only the beginning, saints of the Most High. And if you've done that and you prayed that prayer, welcome into the fold. This is only the beginning. You have more to do. And God will help you clean up your life to a better life. You don't have to die in your sins. And I believe that God has a remnant and the remnant is us. And I believe that God, he knows what's going on and he will give you warnings. He will give you visions and signals, but it's up to us to be able to listen to those warnings and signals. Amen. Thank you for listening. And if you like what you heard thus far, please follow and subscribe. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon Music, and Audible, Spotify, and Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Samsung, and other major platforms such as YouTube. If you like what you hear or you love what you hear, leave a five-star rating. This will help reach more people. And if you have any questions or comments, you can find me on Facebook. It is written L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-O-A. Once again, L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-O-A. I'm going to say that once, one more time. It is written L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-O-A. And I will say this also. I thank you for the ones that have just started listening to me or have just came upon me in my podcast. I thank you. And for the ones that's been listening to me from day one or the people that have catched up or caught up with me during this podcast journey, I thank you because this is helping us to get the word out. And it's helping me to understand who God is and helping me to let you know who God is. But also, most importantly, we're growing. We're knowing who God is and what God likes, we should not like. And what God hates, we should hate. So please understand, this is all about who God is in my life. And I want to make sure that this podcast is for him and him alone. So I'm just letting you know, thank you so much for listening. Kanon samida. Anyong.